Salutations! Woo! And welcome to the 32nd. For sure the 32nd. The 32nd episode <laughs> of the In The House podcast. The official podcast of Scouse's House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters mm-hmm. group for Louisville City Football Club. As official as it gets. It is crazy official. We could have it notarized. The most official thing you could do, really, in the history of... Is of this man, podcast. Is this podcast. I am your host, Evan Floyd, <laughs> and I'm jazzed up to be here tonight. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been feeling really excited lately about the stadium. Like, it's been popping into my mind at weird times. Yeah. Like, obviously, every time I drive by it, I, right, I, I right. look and I get excited. But I'm saying that I'll just be, you know, you know, watching watching a television show or uh, cooking. And in the back of my mind, suddenly it'll be like, hey, you know, we're going to have our own state-of-the-art stadium yeah. in, like, 19 months. Yeah. It's, it's right around the corner. And one thing I want you to remind me to do okay. is I want to get an interview yeah. with one of the architects. Oh. Because it's really cool to talk to the team about the new stadium. It's great. Yeah. And you could talk to one of the construction guys, but, you know, he just knows his business. Right. I want to talk to one of the architects. Yeah. At, at uh, I think it's HOK is the people who designed yes. it. Yes. And uh, I want to. I'm going to start pestering them with emails until they let me talk to one Dude, of the people who designed it. Not doing anything else. Yeah, I'm saying. So remind me that that's one of the people I want to pester about coming on the show. Yeah. Tonight we will not be having anybody come on the show. It will be only Andy and I. Uh, but in order for Andy to help me, I have to welcome him, and uh, I think I'll do that now. Yeah. So coming to us live tonight <laughs> from the unmentionables counter at a Macy's in Corpus Christi, Texas. It's Andy Frederick, everybody. Andy. You know what's weird about Corpus Christi? I do not. Their unmentionable sections yeah. are strangely unmentionable. Okay. They have I thought you were gonna say big because everything's bigger in Texas. They are big. Okay. But they're very specific. And, right. But because this is a family podcast, podcast yeah. I'm not going to get into it. I don't blame you. But everything is bigger, and for better or for worse. And edible. <laughs> like, something like 60% edible. <laughs> All right, Macy's branching yeah. out. But once again, they are very mad at me for doing for, for, for coming to you live well, from there. Well, frankly, the amount of unmentionables that you're carrying around with you, is, yes. it's probably going to start making people feel awkward. Yes. Remember that episode of Friends where Joey puts on all of Chandler's Yes, clothes? I do. I tried that. <laughs> all right. We're off to a banging start. Yes. Banging. And Andy, uh, do you get that excited about thinking about the stadium? I do, actually. Yeah? Yeah. It's You know, for me, it's... Um, the key word there is state of the art. Like it's, we're getting our own stadium that's awesome. But to me, the big deal is that we're getting our own stadium that will be unlike any stadium yep. in the U.S. Thoroughly like it unique. Will be, yeah, completely unique and completely unique to Kentucky. Yeah, it's gonna really bring the community together. Yeah, I it'll mean, be. It's gonna be a wor- nothing short, in my opinion, of a work of art. All right, I'm down. And anything that adds to the, like, you know, if you've lived in Louisville your mm-hmm. entire life, you know that over the past seven years to a decade, 
we've seen the Louisville skyline grow. Mm -hmm. We've watched mm -hmm. it happen, and to me, this is another thing that adds to it. Well, yeah, it's just it's. This is the definition of how sports can be community building. Yes, because it's going to add another feature to the to the area. You know, there'll be yeah. concerts there. You know that we're likely to try to put in a women's team at yeah. some point because NWSL is uh, blowing up as yeah, it should. As it's a it great should. product. Absolutely. And uh, you know that they're going to they'll incorporate it into like festivals and stuff because the days when that thing's not operational, it's just you know sitting there. Yeah. So they want it. They want to have events. They yeah. want to have stuff. Well, and Louisville loves its festivals it for any reason whatsoever. It so does. if you can do something really cool, yeah, in a stadium like that, yeah. That's huge. It's a good place to like start and finish marathons. Oh my gosh! Easter egg hunts for the kids. Any number of the or for the festivities that go yeah. on in the city. Can you imagine something there? No. Holy crap! And especially if they end up with some naming rights sponsor who's associated with uh, with uh, the bourbon industry. Yeah. Or I mean, it, heck, it's right there by uh, a different kind of distillery. Yeah. So they could go that route, uh, and so. Anything that sort of encourages that, uh, can you imagine how many events they would have that, oh, would, man. that would be dependent on the That'd idea? Ridiculous. I think it's going to be really cool. Can you imagine like a Bourbon Affair event there? Like during Bourbon Affair? Like Gosh. they could do something really sweet with that. Yeah. So I, I, I beyond the fact that we're going to get to watch our boys play on such a cool stadium from our own seats yeah. in Scouse's house in the stadium, that's great. Yeah. But this thing's coming, and I, I, this is not intended to be a, uh, a stadium podcast. This is just, every now and then, I legitimately get excited about it. Mm. Yeah, to me, and also, I mean, we were talking to Brad, the last home game, we were talking to Brad. Yeah. And we've talked to Brad about it when we interviewed him, just when we see him at games. Mm -hmm. One of the cool things to me about the stadium is that they really built it with the fans, and more specifically, the supporters groups in mind. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that, to me... They're giving it personal touches for both the Coopers yes. End and the Scouses House yes. End. And, uh, wow, they've been great about being accessible yeah. about for, our ideas and everything For them like that. to say, this is Scouses House. Yeah. In the new stadium, this is where Scouses House is going to be. This is your house. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he tweeted out a picture from there. Yeah. You know, saying... The view from Scouse's house, which, come on, that's it's a, a patch yeah. of dirt, and that's cool. Uh, and this is completely unsolicited, but I'll tell you this right now. If you haven't bought your season tickets for next year... I don't know what's wrong with you. Well, they are giving out, you know, priority seating. You're mm -hmm. guaranteeing yourself the option to get in to the new stadium. And I'm you can't prognosticate where the team will go or where anything's going to go over the next couple of... Uh, over the next season plus right but if it's not you know a hard ticket to get that first couple of years i'm going to be surprised yes yeah. as people see the stadium going up they're going to want to get in on it yeah. and uh yeah so get your season tickets now you want to get it on the ground floor is all i'm saying yeah. or the skybox if that's your thing it's not really my thing no i like being there i gotcha i gotcha i like being down there i understand scouts has spoiled us it i has. feel like it has uh this was a completely unintentional tangent. I didn't come in thinking, hey, well, we're going to talk about the stadium for the first five minutes. We, like, took a chunk of purple stuff. No, we took a chunk of banter. And just flipped it right up there up front. We threw our thing down, flipped it. 
and reverse and it. And reversed it. Yeah. How smart. Missy Elliott would be proud of us. Right? She would. I think that she usually would be. Like, <laughs> I like to think I've so. always thought that you and I and Missy Misdemeanor Elliott would get along famously. I think she would love us. She, she would find if, us if charming. If she lived in Louisville, she would undeniably be a member of Scouse's house. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, come on. Whereas, I, I feel confident that Lil' Kim would probably be a Cooper. I can see that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. No, just, no, yeah. no. But just, we'll, she would absolutely be a Cooper. We'll, we'll take Missy. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we don't have a guest tonight. Mm-hmm. We don't have a guest tonight <laughs> for two reasons. The first of which being that um, the event that was going to be taking place at Oxmoor Toyota tomorrow, yes. we are recording on Tuesday night, the event that was going to be taking place at Oxmoor Toyota on Wednesday has been postponed, not canceled, just postponed due to the team's travel plans. Uh, I believe they're planning on having it be two weeks from then. But they haven't confirmed that with me yet. And uh, frankly, this may all be an elaborate way of having me not attend. So they, they could still be having it tomorrow. They were just like, can you convince Evan and Andy to not come? <laughs> I wouldn't even blame them. No, no, nor would I. But uh, because we had planned on you know, having player and scouts interviews tomorrow yeah. afternoon, evening, uh, we do not have a guest tonight. And the other reason being because, uh, well, I already did an interview this week. So you did. if you get the chance... To uh, go online, which you clearly can do as you're listening to us yeah, now. You're already uh, online. Right. You're listening to this the right the now. previous podcast on both the Podbean site and on Scouse's House's mm-hmm. website, uh, the previous podcast that you'd find would be a special report of me interviewing Nipun Chopra, PhD, the soccer doctor himself. Uh, I drove up to Indianapolis this weekend and we had a great time, had some delicious Thai food. And then uh, chit-chatted about, you know, all things soccer. He gave some really cool insights about how an outsider looks at Loose City. Mm-hmm. He also did a nice job of explaining what the uh, the uh, move to three divisions is going to look like for uh, USL moving forward and what to expect from some of the lawsuits that are ongoing in lower division soccer. So it's it's worth a re- it's worth a listen because uh, he knows his stuff and uh, I was curious enough to ask the questions so it worked out nicely it was a good combo yeah uh, so please go back and listen to that but not right now stay with Andy and I for at least the next forty ish minutes ish ish can I confess something to you you always you can. told me about the event yeah that was supposed to be tomorrow yeah supposed to be Wednesday I was legitimately nervous were you. I was. I've, the only time I've ever gotten nervous doing our show mm-hmm. was the first time because I had no idea. We didn't really know what we were doing. No. We had no, and now, you know, we, we've gotten very comfortable with it. Yes. It's fine. But that would have made me nervous. Doing it live in doing front of some it people? live and with players there and with people. Like, that yeah, would have executives been Executives like, and uh, people who were hoping to sell many, many Toyotas. Yeah. Yeah. That would have made me nervous. I, I was excited. You drive a Toyota. I do. I drive a Toyota. Toyotas are great cars. I, and that's not even us plugging. No, we're getting nothing for that. That nothing. literally nothing. Yeah. And not even just because Kenny. Kenny Allward, our tech guru who yeah. is young and vital and handsome. So young. Andy is smirking, so Kenny. <laughs> I apologize to it. <laughs> um but, like, legit, Toyotas are just great cars. We, we drive ours. Um, but I was excited and nervous. At the same time. At the same time. That's how I felt 
for the mayor interview. I was nervous for the mayor interview. None of the other yeah. stuff has bothered me. No. Players, I don't get nervous. I get excited. You did for the Alexi one. For that for first Alexi, one. I was nervous because it was like, I, he, this guy's going to have, he's going to tear me apart because I have no idea what I'm talking about. And but then it, you found out that people are welcoming to soccer fans of all knowledge left. That's very true. So, And I did spring that podcast on you on air. I had not mentioned it to you before that. That's very true. So. That's okay. Actually, that's like 80% of my life. Now, I want to I wanna point out that we are at episode 32. Yes. We have three games remaining this season. Just three. We'll get to the coin toss here in a second, but I'm, I wanted to point this out. We've got three regular season games remaining, and then however far we go in the playoffs. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like it was like two weeks ago that we did that first podcast yeah. in my basement? And this season has flown by. It has. And most of that is because of this podcast. Yeah. It sort of it sort of gives me structure to my soccer week, which I like. Yeah. And yeah. uh, but I mean I remember we were getting excited for that first game. The first podcast we did was right before the uh, first preseason game. Yeah. And so now we are here. We are with the season coming to a close, and uh, you know the FCC, the FCC, mm-hmm. not just not Cincinnati, but right. you know the FCC. Right. They have not shut us down yet, which is which is comforting. Or I I. It's possible that we're not on the air at all, and that Kenny just sends us. <laughs> Kenny just sends us he links. Has a fake website. Yeah. <laughs> this is which is all an elaborate ruse. Or are the FBI agents assigned to us? Yeah. Uh, just enjoy it. And they're like, you know, we thought about shutting them down. But it's... These guys are delightful. Okay, let's get to the soccer. Yeah. Let's get to the soccer in. And to do that, we're gonna need to toss a coin. So uh, I took the honors last time. Andy, please. Go get them. I would, I would love to. Luckily, I found a quarter laying on the floor of Macy's. A lot of change in the unmentionable section. That's, well, no pockets. <laughs> God, I hope this isn't. Tails. That's a tails. I love it. I love it. So we get to start yeah, with yeah. a game review. Yeah. If it had been heads, we would have started with preview. a game preview. So game review, the last game that we played was an away game, Mm -hmm. and it was against Atlanta 2-Nighted, Atlanta United 2, A-T-L-U-T-D 2, as they would frequently refer, which is just so much. That's too much. A-T-L-U-T-D 2. The first time you say it, it's it's ironic and clever, Mm -hmm. but then people keep saying it, it's like, oh wait, you're... You want this to be a thing. There's no good way to shorten Atlanta United 2. Like they're AU two, like what are you what are you going with here? Yeah, I I don't even know how Atlanta United the senior team shortens it. I mean, are they just like AU, ATLU? I I guess, but but even that feels long. Like yeah, you know, so I don't know, man. Either way, we won. We did. So. <laughs> we, we we handled our business, which we was did. a good feeling. Four uh, one victory for the good guys. Yeah, we got two own goals, which is weird. Yeah, right. Leading goal scorer of the game was own goal. And uh, <laughs> old, old OG led the team in scoring, and yeah. uh, own goal got the forked lightning, if you will. He got the yeah, and it was. They even mentioned it yeah. during the game. They said the own they basically some of that effect was that the own goal has the brace. For the yeah, game. they did, <laughs> but we don't recognize that. No, that uh, that we don't, expression. We don't use brace. That's a dumb. No. That's a dumb. All right, so uh, OG gets two goals, and really both of them could have, potentially, maybe should have, maybe wouldn't have. It was hard to say. 
But it basically felt like the own goals got stolen from Cam. Yeah. And Cameron Lancaster still sitting on uh, 21 goals, two which goals is breaking. two goals from breaking one goal from tying the all-time yeah. USL single-season scoring record. Set by, by our boy Matt Fondy. Yeah. The he-oh-the-glorious ponytail Ugh. of the original man bun. Um, he did. Uh, but it is what it is. He, it looked like he maybe could have put both of them in, but uh, sort of some pinball action in there in the box and uh, didn't get credit for either of them. He had a couple other nice opportunities to get on the board, one of them a breakaway where the keeper yeah. made a great save. Yeah. Uh, but realistically, we got to feel good about the win in this game. Uh, I, I really enjoyed... This game to me was... Um, I've talked a lot about when we're on it, we're really good at putting pressure on mm-hmm. and they make mistakes. And that's to me, one of our biggest, one of our biggest strengths mm-hmm. is to be able to corner somebody, so to speak, and get them to do those screw ups. And you saw it in Christensen's reactions. Like yeah. he was getting mad yeah, because we were being so effective right up there on him and right on. making, making the defense stress. Yeah. And the fact that they got two own goals to me, is kind of an indication of how how effective we are at getting them to screw up. Well, yeah. I think that uh, these own goals were not... All right, not all own goals are created equally. Some of them are horrendous gaffes by the defense. Right. These weren't horrendous gaffes. These were guys under a tremendous amount of pressure trying yeah. to get the ball off their own lines, and it took a funky bounce on them yeah. or came in too hot for them and ended up going into the net. Which is why it felt like they might have sort of been stolen from Cam because yeah. both of them looked like ones where yeah we were completely threatening and we looked like we were going to get him. This wasn't one where you know there was a pass back to the keeper and he fell down. Right. You know. So, right. Right. Uh, this was this was real pressure, and I, I agree. I thought that the press did very nicely in this game. I thought that the midfield was controlled and uh, played really well mm-hmm. in terms of uh, passing in terms of interceptions, in terms of controlling the way we played the game, which, as we have talked about ad nauseum, is really the key to this team. Yeah. And uh, this felt like this felt like the playoff lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it felt like the playoff lineup. Yeah. Like what we're most likely to run out there. Yeah. Uh, Ownby gets the start, which felt great that he was yeah. able to give, you know, more than a half of real minutes. Uh, he played well, got his first assist of the year. Yeah. Uh, on a great, another great goal by George, who just, you know, he's having a great season. Yeah. I'm thrilled for George and how he's playing because Quattro uh, has been our most consistently creative player, I yeah. think, and that's that's fun. And he's been, he deserves some of the goals to go along with all the work he's put in, tracking back in particular. Oh, yeah. When we talk about that pressure... Yeah, some of it's Paolo and Speedy and uh, the defense and the wings pinching. But a lot of it is also our attacking midfielders tracking back and doing a great job of, uh, you know, limiting the time that the back of their defense has to play forward. Yeah. And George and Niall are both really good at that. Oh, yeah. Uh, we heard on the coaches' show this week that Greg Ranjitsing and Magnus Rasmussen have returned to practice. Uh it sounds like Magnus is not there yet. He's not, and we really shouldn't count on contributions is how it felt uh, because he's just trying to get back healthy right. and now trying to get his conditioning back too. 
Greg, though, it sounds like could be back at any time. My suspicion is, is that Dobro starts again this week against Toronto. I thought Dobro did great. Too. I thought Dobro did very well. The one goal he gave up was on a defensive gaffe on a right. break. Uh, the yeah. rest of the game, the defense played great. And uh, to to I, I want to say that it felt like it was a four nothing victory and not a four one win. And so, uh, with a tip of the cap. To uh, a person who knows who he is, um, it was uh, it was not a clean sheet. It was a lightly soiled sheet. Was... <laughs> this, this sheet was it wasn't pristine. The sheet, but you wouldn't feel gross sleeping in these right. sheets again. Right. Like yeah, you could wash them, and they're gonna need washing soon. Yeah. But you could sleep in it another couple of nights and not be like ugh, you know. Lightly soiled sheets. Yeah, it's gonna pass the black light test. Somewhat gamey. Yeah, you know, it's got, it's got, uh, it's lived in. Yeah. It's a lived in sheet. Yeah, broken in. Right, not clean, but uh, also not a dirty sheet. Right, right. Dobro does, and we mentioned it while we were watching the game. Dobro has been great about, and when I say has been, I mean in this game about. Coming to the ball. I feel like he comes to the ball a little bit more than Greg does. Yeah, yeah. I think that he's more of the prototypical sweeper keeper, which is sort of the uh, the the model in the international game right yeah. now. Uh, some of your best keepers in the world play that sweeper keeper role where they're going to come out. If the ball is not on their end, they're going to be out at or past the 18-yard box, yeah. being able to clean some stuff up. And that sometimes will mean you get to balls that maybe got past your defense. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it means you're shutting down angles on guys that get away. Yeah. And he made a couple of saves that way. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I like that aspect of him. The problem is, and frankly, I think that the best comparison is Liverpool's keeper right now, Allison, mm-hmm. who has the same tendency, wanting to come out and come get the ball. We have seen in some of his other games this year, both Allison and Dobro, yeah. uh, maybe playing, getting a little too familiar on the ball, uh, playing with it a little bit, if you yeah. will, uh, and not sometimes just saying, i got to clear this right now, let me just kick it out of bounds and live to fight another day. Yeah. And it's bit him a couple of times this year. Yeah. And that's fine. That you're, That's sort of the price you pay for a sweeper-keeper, is that occasionally they're going to you know, give up a goal from... Yeah. They're also hopefully going to save a couple. By doing that, so do you think I like the is, aggression? I do too. Do you think it is a more, if all other things being equal, mm-hmm. do you think it is a more effective method than what Greg? Well, Greg, I think is a is, is a cleaner shot stopper in general, and uh, it really depends on the system you're playing at any given time. Frankly, I would like Greg to be a little more aggressive when it mm-hmm. comes to this, partially because our back line, when we're playing a four-man back line, as it seems now that we are certain to do the rest of the year, yeah. uh, when you're playing a four-man back line, our two wings, Oscar and Kyle or Oscar and Sean or whoever, are going to want to push forward and be a part of the attack. They want to. doesn't always mean they get to, but they want to. And that means you got two guys at the back. Having a keeper who can play with the ball at his feet, come out and get a ball that gets past somebody, right. uh, maybe shut down a, a breakaway without having to give up a goal or you know make a tremendous save, is nice. And so I would like Greg to be a little more aggressive. But yeah. when it comes to just the ball pinging around our 18-yard box, mm. I'd rather have Greg in there. And there's no complaints about Dobro. I have zero. I mean, 
what I just said is it's a trade-off, what mm-hmm. he offers you, and that's fine. I mean, some of the best teams in the world have accepted that trade-off. Mm-hmm. And both Dobro and Greg can get the job done for us at a high level. I feel like you you lose almost nothing going from one to the other. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've got no objections to Dobro. If he's our keeper the rest of the season, then I still feel like we're going to win this thing. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see. Ultimately, I think that Greg hasn't lost his job, and so if he comes no. back healthy, then he'll reclaim the starting position. But, you know, Dobro is uh, as capable of a backup as there is anywhere in the USL, yeah. and so I got no objections to him being in there. Yeah. So, lightly soiled. That was it. 4-1. I like the term sweeper-keeper. I thought you might. You like a good rhyme. I really do. Yeah. But uh, Kyle Smith with a <laughs> rocket goal. Oh, man. Uh, just firing it in. And we really controlled the, the pace of this game, the tenor of this game. It felt like we could have come away with six or seven goals if things had fallen right. Yeah, at the half they said possession had been 50-50. It didn't I feel like feel it. I feel like that's accurate. It didn't feel like it. No. And if you look at the heat map after the game, thanks Taylor Sorrells for posting the heat map so I could look Ooh, at it. Taylor. If, uh, if you look at the heat map, I mean, you know, it, it tells a very nice story yeah. of the uh, of Lou City having the ball in their half of the field and really dictating what was all happening. We played pure Lou City soccer. Yeah. Uh, we we developed through the middle. We played through the wings. We didn't do a whole bunch of crossing, and the crossing that we did was targeted and intentional. Yeah. We shot the ball a lot. Some of them were good shots. Some of them were bad shots, but we shot a lot. I think the over to me the overriding theme watching our boys play was they looked, for lack of a better term, they looked comfortable yeah. in what they were doing. Yeah, and that's why I think this is probably the lineup we run out there for yeah. uh, for the playoffs. Yeah, um, Jonathan Lewis would have changed things a little bit, uh, but he's not eligible for the playoffs. And I think that Brian Ownby getting fully fit means that. Uh, this is the lineup I think you're most likely to see. It, you, Jose Carranza? Carranza got in and played in the second half, and is he, he is eligible. He yes. is eligible. Okay. Yes. And, uh, he, uh, and he played well again. He's uh, so fun to watch, play. He is. He's got an energy. He's so fun to watch. And he is, and I'm sorry to say this, I'm sorry to be the one that has to break this news to you. He's on Barrel Proof tonight. So Barrel Proof tonight is interviewing Jose Carranza, and you are here with just me. It's all right. Yeah, you okay about it? I'm fine with it. All right. You should, I, I you just, should listen to Barrel Proof tomorrow because uh, you'll get to hear Jose Carranza. Honestly, Yeah. obviously, I would love for Jose Carranza to be here. Only Sipping if, some purple stuff. Sipping purple he's stuff. he's not old enough for purple stuff. We're not worried about <laughs> This is a private property. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. So... If, you know, one, I want to know what he thinks about the way I say his name. Sure. Right. Because I'm proud of it. Yeah. But if we can't have him, have him on ours. You're glad that he's he, out there on the show. Yeah. As long as he's getting exposure somehow. That's big of you. That's big of you. Because we're not in competition. We're with, not. With anybody. We're really not. Our competition is ourselves. Trying I to be like, better than we were last week. I like to think... That it's a team effort. It is. It's all supporters groups. And yeah. if you're not trying to support the team, what are you doing? We've talked about this. We've it has literally been the subject of one of our shows. All right. Well, then we can move on is what you're saying. We've yes. covered this. Yes. All right. But he's on the show on Barrel Proof, so if, you want, if you're so inclined, listen to it tomorrow. You should. 
because uh, I'm gonna. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at. Is I thought that the subs played well. You saw Jonathan Lewis come back on. You saw yeah. Carranza come on. Um, and shoot, I should remember who else. I feel like Ilya came on late. He did. And so, uh, frankly, I think that Ilya and Carranza are likely subs, and uh, that in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. because Carranza changes the energy level Mm -hmm. and uh, can use some of those youthful legs to break down tired defenders. And Ilya is really our biggest scoring threat on the bench. Yeah. Besides Luke, who you bring him on when you need a goal, yeah. Ilya can do a little bit of everything. And yeah. so, uh, I mean, I think that what we saw as the lineup will be the lineup yeah. when we uh, when we run out there for our first playoff game of the season. But you know what I was thinking about the other day? No, what were you thinking? Because about? they didn't. They didn't. He was he like he was listed, but they didn't do it. They didn't sub in one of our favorite people. No, Sean Tosh. Yeah, they didn't. He, he hopped up when it looked like Alexi might have taken a knock. It occurs to me. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. Luke is like the Sean Tosh. Oh, yeah. Of Strikers. our offense. Yeah, absolutely. He's big. He's physical. And he's one of the best in the league at what he does. Yeah. It's just that he's got somebody who's even more spectacular playing ahead of him. Right. And that's it. And it's not even that he's more spectacular. It's just that he's spectacular in the way that he's currently getting playing time. Yes. Uh, you'd feel zero regrets about starting Sean or Luke or no. both on yeah. any team ever. And if we come out and Cameron comes off the bench and Luke is a starter, I won't be angry. Mm-mm. It'd be a little strange to sit the golden boot winner it would be weird. for a playoff game. But, but it, would, it still wouldn't be stunning. You wouldn't Luke's be worried really about good. it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're going to get goals with Luke Spencer up front, and you're going to shut goals down with Sean Tosh in the back. I love when they sub in Luke. Yeah. And, like, the last 20 minutes of a game, sub him in. Because the the other team's tired, Mm -hmm. and then you bring in, like, just a force like Luke. Yeah. It's like, A, it's got to be demoralizing. It does. It has to be. On tired legs, it has to be. Yeah. See him coming in. Oh, it's so great. Like, gosh, I, I hope I don't have to go up against him on a corner. Yeah. But, uh, no, well, we've gone from, at certain points in this season, feeling like we were super thin, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's been fair. It's a smallish roster, yeah. and we had injuries, and that made it feel even smaller. We mm-hmm. had games where you had to have two keepers on the bench. I mean, it was, it was bad. Yeah. But we've gone from that to now where we're mostly healthy. Greg aside and Magnus aside, yeah. everybody's healthy. Yeah. We're ready to go. And that makes me feel like suddenly we're very deep. Yeah. Because I'm perfectly happy if we go to Richie Ballard, yeah. if we go to Ilya Illich, if we go to Luke Spencer up front. I got yeah. no problem with any of those three guys going in up front. Yeah. I have no problem if you tell me you want to sub in Jose Carranza to get some minutes in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. And you've got... Sean Francis and Pat McMahon, who are both perfectly capable. Like, we could legit start a three-man back line, or a four-man back line that had Francis, yeah. McMahon, and Sean Tosh on it with any of our other defenders. Yeah. And feel good about that back line. Yeah. And the fact that they're all coming off the bench really tells you something about where our depth is now. Yeah. And that's before you talk about Jonathan Lewis, who, <sighs> you know, is great and still fun to watch, but he just... 
we, we got to milk him over the last two games. Yeah. Three games, rather. Yeah. Because after that, we don't get him anymore. That's a shame. It is. But by then, you might have Magnus fully healthy. Yeah. And uh, then we're banging on all cylinders again. It's like, all of a sudden, we really start to realize how truly dangerous yeah. our entire team is. Yeah, everything's sort of fallen into place the way I kind of, three weeks ago when I said we're winning the cup, mm-hmm. the way I sort of envisioned it coming together is how it's sort of coming together right yeah. now. And it's making me feel really way better about that prediction. Yeah. But um, the thing about it is, let's start transitioning now into a game preview. Okay. Because previewing... You want to think about the team's form. And we, just five weeks ago, we're feeling really down. You're coming off the loss to Toronto, and then the tie against Charleston, and then the loss to Cincinnati, and then the loss to Pittsburgh. So that's loss, draw, loss, draw over a four-game stretch. And that's that's kind of hard to take. Yes. Since that time, we've won three straight games. Those three straight games we have won by a combined scoreline of 11-1. to Yeah. Where we're in the stretch like we were right before the Toronto game. And we coincidentally find ourselves right before a Toronto game again. Yeah. We went into that Toronto game feeling ourselves. Thinking we had just won three straight games by a scoreline of something like 14 to nothing. Yeah. And uh, now we're coming in again on a hot streak. And I do not expect any experimenting from Coach Hackworth. No. I was going to say... I think we are going to see a drastically different strategy yeah. going into this. Well, I think it'll just be the classic Lou City strategy yeah. and not whatever we had been sort of... I mean, messing around is the wrong expression, but experimenting with. Yeah. It was an unusual lineup with some unusual names and some unusual places. I do not expect that to be the case. My fear is that he does it again. There's a small part Yeah. that is afraid that he... Does it again, and it's like, okay, we're gonna try this again, and we got it this time. But this time, do this. Yeah, and it's okay. like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> I feel like we've got to be past that at this point. I feel like at this point, every game is a tune-up for the playoffs. Yeah, this is where we've got to start rounding into complete shape, and it's been great the last three games where yeah. you go, yes, this is what I want to be seeing. This is the kind of team we should be running out there. Yeah, and. uh I won't be shocked if, you know, you see a Sean Tosh play in place of a Paco who might need a rest or in place of a Alexi who's been getting a lot of minutes. Mm -hmm. Fine. We love Sean. Same thing with Francis over Kyle Smith or Oscar. Absolutely. I wouldn't be shocked to see Luke get the start or Ilya get the start up top in place of Cam. Yeah. I just won't be. I'd be a little more surprised by that just because you know they want to get Cam that record. And so he'll get some minutes. Watching them play, you can tell. Like, get well, the ball to Cam. Well, once they... Oh, God, get him this... <laughs> once they had that 3 nothing lead, there were a yeah. lot of passes being forced yeah. to him. And he was taking shots that even Cam Lancaster mm-hmm. would probably pass up. But that's fine. It's fine. Uh, and so I'll, that would surprise me a little more if Cam doesn't get the start. Yeah. But even so, I mean, Luke needs to get minutes, and Ilya needs to get minutes because those guys are going to have to play a role for us in the playoffs. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, you know, what we were just talking about in terms of how we have depth at positions right now, mm-hmm. I won't be surprised if we use some of that, mm-hmm. but you're not going to see a weird formation. 
You're not going to see, you know, anybody playing out of position. No. You're going to see like-for-like kind of substitutions here Mm -hmm. where, oh, you don't want to play Brian Ownby this week? We'll play Jonathan Lewis there. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to play, you know, Speedy this week? We'll play Jose Carranza there. Or we'll play Kyle there and let Pat McMahon get some run on the back line. Yeah. That sort of thing I expect way more likely than actual changes in formation or changes in personnel grouping. That's what I think could happen. I agree. And if it's not the case, it had better work. (laughs) You know? It had better work. I think we come out with a vengeance, Mm -hmm. honestly. Mm -hmm. I think we come out, I think Toronto is just like the thorn in our side. They are, for years. And it's like, there's no reason. They are literally... The worst. Literally the worst. Yeah. Take Statistically, out, they are the worst. Yeah, take out the fact that their form has been okay lately. Because they have definitely not been the worst team in the league over the last two months. No. Or month and a half, anyway. But if you take out... I mean, really, they've been the worst team. Yeah. They were on pace to be the worst team in the history of the USL. Yeah. And now they're just going to be the worst team this year, probably. Part of me, going into this game, part of me pities them a little bit. Yeah. Because I do get the sense that after the debacle of the last time we played them, yeah. I think, heck, you think we see a lot more aggression. Yeah. Zero complacency. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's going to be no room for mercy I think our boys. Dojo. I think our boys come out for blood. Oh, yeah. You know? And... Not that they don't always. It's not like these guys aren't always, you know, trying to get as no right. As but I think that you know, I'll bet there was a crispness in practice this week. Yes, I bet there was a certain focus of we can't possibly be the only team to lose to them twice. Right. We can't possibly have I that bet, happen. I bet we see like an eighty-ish percent possession. Yeah. Just out of spite. Like, you know what? Yeah. But, but I mean, to be fair, we had like 73% possession against them last time and lost 4-1. So. Yeah. Um, no, my, my strong, strong suspicion about this game is that Murphy's Law won't occur. Because that's what happened in the last game. Yeah. Everybody was a little out of position. Everybody was a little unsure about the formation. There was some weirdness. We had the ball for so long and couldn't really score, and then they caught us on a couple of counters, and then the the world fell apart. Yeah. I doubt the world falls apart in the same way, and I think that there'll be a renewed level of focus. The defense has been great since that game. Mm-hmm. I think that we've given up a total of like three goals mm-hmm. in the game since then. We gave up one to Cincinnati and two to Pittsburgh, and I think that's it. No, and then the one this past yeah. week, the lightly soiled sheet. So, you know, even, four goals. Even one of them to Pittsburgh was on a PK. So right. Like four goals in five, six games since then. I mean, yeah. the defense is playing really well, and four goals from anybody would be shocking, but four goals from Toronto again. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, so, Endo dominated us in this past game, and he's had some nice games since then. Yeah. But uh, I think that he'll be... He's going to get a heavy dose of some big, burly center back. Yep. Whether it's long and lanky Paco, shorter and powerful Tosh, or uh, athletic Marvel Alexi. Yeah. 
He's not going to enjoy it. No, I don't think he's going to have a he's going to have a bad time. So I expect I expect us to play really well. And what, uh, are, you, what are you calling? Um, my prediction for this game is five one. I think we get them five one. I think that we put a pounding on them and make them regret what happened last time and sort of remind them we don't care that you're improved. We're proud of you. Good for you. You don't belong in our conversation, right? Like, and right. We, and things went horrendously wrong in the last game, and that's not happening tonight. Right. I think we come out and put two on them in the first sixteen minutes. Yeah. Our offense has been really good lately. Oh, we yeah. put up four, four, and three in our last uh, three games, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, before we went on the bad run, we had just put up six, six, and four. Yeah. Before that, our offense can be scary when it's getting clicking. Cameron wants the Cameron wants the record. The team wants Cameron to get the record. I think I think we start scoring early and don't let off the accelerator. Yeah, that's where I've got five one. I get I, I have Cam only tying the record on this in one. this game. Yeah, I think he ties the record in this game, getting one. And I think that the hero of the night, Niall McCabe, gets a hat trick, a full three spot. Really? Yeah, I think Niall McCabe. Who has played really well lately? He's looked dangerous. He's yeah. looked in form. Yeah, uh, I've been really pleased with how he's playing, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, if he starts, he gets a hat trick. Yeah. The other goal, I don't care. Somebody else. Somebody. One of our other really good players. Alexi does another header. He's apparently he's really good at them. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's got four this year. Yeah. And in, and in limited playing time, I mean, the guy didn't yeah. even start getting starts until halfway through the season, so. Yeah, Alexi's been great. I like his little dance he does. He's he gets very excited. Um, what you got? I'm saying four nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I agree. I think we get at least two in the first half of the first half. Yeah, the first twenty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. I think we get in early with them and break them down and let them know that we're breaking them down very early. I'm, I'm I think we make it a very difficult game for them to try to recoup. Yeah. <clears throat> for them, I'm picturing at halftime the conversation in their locker room. You're not crying. I'm not crying. Yeah. You are. I see their coach. Yeah. Uh, either yelling at them. Yeah. And reminding that they beat us last time. And or just like sheer chaos, just like what's you weren't. Well, why weren't you guarding that yeah. guy? You should be guarding that guy. That's yeah. not my guy. I think we get it. They're everywhere, man. Yeah, I think we get. <laughs> They're everywhere. Um, They're coming out of the trees. I think we get in there deep. Yeah, I agree. And then I think I have one of them. I think I personally. Think Cameron? Uh, I think he breaks it. All right, with and two or three one. or four. I'm, th- I'm thinking two. Okay. I think he gets a pork lightning. All right. Um, I don't know who or how, but I see a PK. Okay, that's not unlikely. Because we've been so good at our press, being active if, in the box too. If anybody is gonna screw up, it's it's them. Yeah, I like it. Um. But I think we get something from Omi. 
Uh, well, there's no, there's zero. You're never going to get an argument from me if you predict Ombi. I won't be shocked if off the short week they try to get him some rest this week. I mean, that's just uh, on the top yeah. of my head. I won't be shocked. But they may be planning on trying to give him the rest on Tuesday, which will be off of more shortness of week. Yeah. So there's that. I think we get something off Ombi. Oh, my gosh. Do we need to preview the North Carolina game, too? We won't be doing a podcast before then. Crap. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> I didn't prepare at all for North Carolina. So uh, my preview for North Carolina is they're pretty adequate. I think they're in eighth place in the league I right think now. so, yeah. They've been climbing the ladder for most of the season where they started low. This is a regret game where we were supposed to have this game played as the second game of the season when they were still brand new, didn't know each other, were terrible. Yeah. And now we're going up against them. And now them. we're going against them while they're fighting for yeah, a playoff spot. Yeah. And so that makes it, that sucks. Uh, they're not a terrible team. They're not a great team. I don't have stats in my head. I don't know nothing. I know very little about North Carolina off the top of my head. So I'll say my prediction for that game is after our 5-1 drubbing of 2-Ron-2, two mm-hmm. we uh, we beat them 3-0. I'm saying 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. All right. And I've got Cam not breaking the record. He's going to save it. For the finale at home against Indy. You think so? He's going to go in tied into Indy. God, so uh, that would be so much better. It would be a lot more fun. But I would also, we're going to go to Purple Stuff right now. So I'm just going to, we're, we're dropping it. What, okay. All right, d- dropped right there. Purple yeah. Stuff. Yeah, Purple Stuff. Pick up a glass. There it is. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, delicious tonight. Delicious. I this feel like particular. It's Vintage. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not what you would say. <laughs> this particular uh, batch batch of purple stuff, yeah, is always it's solid. It's it always hits the spot. Yeah, you can't go wrong with it. No, no. All right. Um, but the reason I wanted to transition it straight to purple stuff, okay, is uh, no, it's completely gone. We were talking about Cam trying yeah. to get the goal at home to uh, break the record. Yeah. Nope. Why, oh, why no, I'm so this? sorry. I got I focused myself. on the stuff. I blame myself. I got focused on the purple stuff. It's my bad. It's not your fault. I'm not mad at you. But, uh, you know, it's gone now. So uh, we're going to move into the purple stuff that I'd already planned. Okay. Uh, which is that the North Carolina game, the aforementioned North Carolina game, is still the pink out, the pink yeah. prom. There are tickets on sale now that you can buy in ticket packages mm-hmm. where you get a ticket to the game and a pink scarf or and a pink shirt, but not the jersey. and uh, Or you can get a ticket and both the yeah. scarf and the shirt. Yeah. And uh, they look great. So especially yeah. if you're a scarf collector, definitely get your scarf. Um, I don't have the details about how to get a uh, purple, I mean the pink kit, but... I asked Brad about it this past weekend, and he gave me short shrift. Basically, I was like, so how do I score one of those? And he was like, child, please. And then he moved on. Okay. So I don't know what it's going to take to get one of these, uh, the pink kits, but it looks like it's not going to be easy, because they're not just setting them aside for friendly podcasters. So. Which is weird to me. I know, although they're always good to me, so I'm not upset, but, you know. They're not just setting them aside for friendly podcasters, so I imagine it's going to take a little bit of coinage to get you a uh, to get you into a pink jersey, which I believe they're still planning on auctioning off yeah. the game worn jerseys or raffling off the game worn jerseys 
for uh, to raise money, more money for Pink Prom, and it's a great uh, breast cancer awareness organization yes. and uh, research assistance. And please, you know, give generously. Wear your pink to the game, unless you are like me and you refuse to wear anything but what you wear to the game. Which we understand. Yeah, tradition is tradition. Superstition is superstition. Yeah. So, the North Carolina game, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, get out there to it. Um, piece of purple stuff number two. Okay. Was, Has the other one come back to you yet? No. I was hoping while I was saying yeah. piece of, I was saying it slow in the hopes that while I was saying it, I'd be like, oh, It'll happen. Right. Yeah, at some point it's going to come back to me what I was going to try to say. Yeah. But we're not there yet. It's okay. Are you ready to move on to actual piece of purple stuff number yes. two now? Yes. Okay, uh, actual piece of purple stuff number two is uh, also gone. Gone. <laughs> we're just, you're just killing me. We even did pre-show notes tonight. We used but, to uh, write stuff down. Do you remember that? I do. And here's the thing is we even did pre-show notes tonight, which we don't always do anymore. No. We talked about what we were going to talk about. What did I say was my second piece of purple stuff? How much attention are you paying to me? I mean, me? not much. <laughs> so I don't know. I have no... If, if, if All right, one, like... of them, one of them is that uh, the ownership group of the Tampa Bay Rays purchased the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Yeah. And so that's an interesting piece of information and news. Uh, please share that around because, to me, that means that serious sports investing groups mm-hmm. are seeing the value of being involved with USL. Yeah, a rising tide and all that. Right. Now, there, there's some discussion about whether or not that's because Tampa wants the their team wants to own Al Lang Stadium, where Tampa plays, in the hopes that they maybe be able to convert that to an outdoor baseball stadium or something along those lines. Right. Uh, but that is still unclear, and it looks like, according to the aforementioned Nipun Chopra, mm-hmm. uh, there's at least five years built in where they can't make any changes to that or uh, huh. something to that effect. And so the ownership agreement will be really interesting to, to hash out here. But to me, it means more money coming into the league mm-hmm. and more money flowing into uh, that club yeah. And they weren't poor before. No. They were spending their money wisely and, well, I don't know if it was wisely because the team's struggling to make the playoffs, but uh, yeah. they were spending their money before. And so it's exciting. It's it's good stuff. How do you feel about it? Sure. That's it? That's all I got? <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Um, piece of purple stuff, number three. I started that sentence really hoping that something was going to come to me before I got to the end of it. I was like, you know, it would be sweet if I got to the end of this. just popped it there right now. I remembered the original piece of purple stuff number one, which is that I've had a conversation. I talked a little bit to Nipun about this, and then I've talked a little bit about it on Twitter. Mike Watts put out a little thing about Mm -hmm. it recently. But uh, the idea of the golden, not just boot player, but the player of the year in the USL this year, Mm -hmm. the golden ball winner in the USL, Uh, how it's almost certainly at this point going to go to Emmanuel Ledesma uh, from Cincinnati. He's Mm -hmm. been the best player on the best team, and it's been a truly special season where he scored 16-ish goals and has 16-ish assists. Over 15 of each, yeah. which is really saying Impressive, something. yeah. It means that he's basically contributed to the goals, of, to more than 30 goals this year. And he's a creative midfielder, so even times when he's not gotten the assist or the goal, he probably helped create goals. Yeah. 
which when you compare to Cameron's 21 goals and two assists, mm-hmm. uh, it's not. It, it's two different roles. I mean, Cameron yeah. is just up there to score, and uh, if he happens to lay one off to a teammate, then great. But he's not a creative player. His goal is to put the ball in the net, and he's right. done it better than anybody. Right. Uh, but it's looking very likely that uh, Ledesma will get the uh, will get the golden ball this year, and the second place choice. As was pointed out by Joe Valla, uh, right now a good second place choice would be Aiden Quinn, former Lou City skipper, who uh, has had an incredible year for Orange County yeah. and uh, also has double digit goals and assists yeah. and has been leading them on sort of a renaissance kind of season and deserves tons of credit. Yeah. For Cameron Lancaster to get involved in this conversation again, which feels like it's over, I mean, it, it does. And that's the that was the crux yeah. of what Mike Watts said is that Emmanuel Ledesma is almost certainly going to win this thing. Yeah. For Cam to get back in the conversation, I feel like he needs to go on an intense run. Yeah. And I think that that's possible. So let me just paint you a picture and see how you feel about it. Okay. All right. Okay. We got three games left. Yes. He's one goal shy of the record right now. Yeah. In those three games. Say he puts in seven goals. Now, I'm not saying it's likely. That's really hard to do. We're going to be playing some really good opponents, and we need to rest our striker going into the playoffs to keep him healthy and strong going in. That's 2.3 goals per game. Yeah, he would have to score a lot of damn goals. I'm not saying. I'm just saying, imagine him scoring seven more over the final three games to secure us that second seed. And imagine, if you will, that Cincinnati mostly rests Ledesma, now that they've got everything locked up. Yeah. Because that was the other piece of purple stuff, is that Cincinnati claimed the supporter shield, and who cares. So. Congratulations. So they've got that locked up. There's nothing else they can do to improve their seed. Right now they're going to be resting guys and trying to, you know, maybe playing 45 minutes a game for their starters to try to get them ready to go. But they're going to want to put Ledesma on the bench for some of this to keep him fresh. So he puts up no more stats for the rest of the year. Okay. Just randomly. He, he's, he ends the year at 16 and 15 or whatever he's at. Cam gets seven goals over the last three games to end at 28. Okay. Secures second place for the team. Mm-hmm. Wins player of the week for the, each of the next two weeks, right. which would guarantee him a third player of the month. Yeah. I don't know. It's a conversation again at that point. Yeah. It's a conversation again at that point. And I'm not saying it's likely. Seven goals is unbelievably difficult. It would take a crazy run. But he can go on a run like that. We're playing it's, two. The thing is, it's crazy, but not too crazy yeah, it's for not Cameron impossible. It's not impossible. It's all and really, it's almost not even improbable right. for Cameron Lancaster. He's essentially scoring every 87 minutes he plays. If he plays three more games, it wouldn't be unusual for him to get four more goals. Right. So... You tack on three, which, again, wow. But, I mean, come on. If he puts in a hat trick against Toronto. Right. And then, which is and then, and then And then a pair of braces for the last two games, then you're at seven. It's not likely. It's be difficult. I'm just saying that it gets him back in that, is he the player of the year? Three months, player of the month. I don't know. I'm just saying, you get it gets interesting again at that point. Yeah. Shatters the all-time goals. So record. he's. You, so is he? 
still in the lead, so to speak, for Golden Boot. Yeah, he's got 21, and Inavoldson has 19. So if he breaks, if he holds the lead mm. for gold, 21 and 19, yeah. If, yeah. So if he holds the lead for gold, he'll get the golden. He'll get golden boot. Yeah. But the golden ball is not a guarantee. Yeah. It's not a guarantee. And in fact, it's unlikely. At this moment, it's extremely unlikely that he'd win. He'd probably come in third in the voting. So you're saying that if he for somehow gets seven goals, yeah, you think that's the number. I'm saying that, that seven is the number where into... you could where it'll be tight. Because at that point he's gonna he will have won two more players of the week because you have to. Yeah. And that would have give him player of the month because it would have to. It would also not only break the record, but break the record by a lot. Right. Now that's one of the other reasons why I think he needs to if we were gonna have this happen, it would need to he would need to start with the hat trick against Toronto. Yeah. Partially because Toronto's the worst team left that we're playing, and right. so that'd be where you'd want to score the most goals. Right. And also because 32 is the total number of games in a season when Matt Fondy played. Okay. And there are now 34 goals in a season. Games in a season. Games, yeah. And so this would be an extra... Every game after 32 would be like, well, yeah, but he took it more games than it took yeah. Fondy. So you, so you need to get him in... In the act, in the same amount of time that Fondy did. Right. Even though, no matter what, it will be in way less minutes than Matt Fondy played because Fondy played, didn't miss any time that year. Right. And played 90 of almost every game. Mm-hmm. Whereas Cam missed basically three weeks of the season for yeah. for various knocks and also gets subbed off for Ilya or Luke a lot. Yeah. So his minutes, his goals per minute is already going to break the record in the in USL. Yeah. But it would also, I'm just saying, that could put him back in where people would go, eh. It's easy narrative to say that uh, Ledesma is the first guy who's ever gotten 15 and 15, mm-hmm. and he's the best player on the best team. Easy narrative. like, right. I've, And I've got no objection to him winning this thing. None. It's great. Right. But I'm saying that if you shatter the goals record, you pull your team back up and guarantee them second place, and you've been player of the month three times in basically a five-month season. That is more of a conversation. It's You're suddenly not able to just go, it's Ledesma. So, yeah, it would take something special, but if you want to be player of the year, you got to do something special. Yeah, and frankly, you know, Lancaster so, is something special. Right, and so if we talk next week on Wednesday... Yeah. And he's got four goals or five right. goals over these two games. Right. Then we'll have something special to talk about. Otherwise, you just tip your cap to Emmanuel Ledesma and you move on with your life. Right. And maybe Cam does that, but Ledesma also puts in two more goals and an assist. And right. you still go, ah, well, bummer. But it'd be nice for him to get both the golden booty and the golden ball. Because yeah. he's had a special year. Yeah. He's been a special striker this year. That's what I got. Okay. Anything good going on with you? Man, just hanging out, man. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I can always, I keep thinking about what you said and your reasoning behind the statement that you still think that we take the cup this year. Yes, I, I legitimately still believe that. And the thing is, I, I don't know if it's just that... I haven't wavered, that, I believe you. No, yeah. I don't know if it's just that you are a good orator, which I know this about you. That oh, you shucks. Um, 
that you're basing it on history and facts and statistics and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Or that I just want to believe. In. Yeah, no, it's that one. It's probably, <laughs> in all honesty, it's probably a combination of all. Sure. Right? Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, I am a really great speaker. No, <laughs> Um, you really are. Oh, I'm um, not but, fishing here, but no, I, and I appreciate that. But the reason I feel confident saying it is partially because I'm a blind fan. Mm-hmm. I am legitimately a giant supporter, and I can't see past my own hands. Right. But also because I think that this team is rounding into form at the right time, and I think Coach Hackworth broke them down and is building them back up, and he's mm-hmm. doing it exactly the way I hoped I'd see it. Yeah. And that uh, we have an aura about us a big game aura mm-hmm. that people don't want to see us in the playoffs. We have literally never lost a home game in the playoffs, and we're going to have at least one, probably two of those, and could theoretically be three or four of them. Yeah. And also, Cincinnati wants no part of us. No. They desperately want to see somebody beat us Yeah. because they do not want to play us at all. And so uh, you take that sort of, you know, feel in yeah. the in the Nippert for an Eastern Conference final or hosting an Eastern Conference final against somebody who's already upset them and then uh, against the West Co- Western Conference I'm sorry I just, it's, it's not it, well, I mean, here's the thing it's better this year and it's it's gonna keep getting better yeah, and it's not like we dominated Swope Park <laughs> last year it is what it is I'm just saying that if I believe if we get to the final we'll win the final and so yeah, I, I, I believe we're going to win this thing, and I still believe that. Yeah. Well, when I think about it, mm-hmm. and what I'm coming to, is that last year, when we won, yeah. it was such a big deal. Oh, God, it was awesome. I mean, we were there. Like, it was such, I damn near broke my wrist. I remember. Out of excitement, right? I remember. Like, it was vividly. such a big deal. I think, if we do it again this year, it would be an even... Bigger deal. Given the year that we've had, yep. we've had a strange year with the coaching switch. Yeah. We've had all the injuries, right? Going through essentially the desert yeah. of, of 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 having a, a coach leave mid season and then sort of a scoring drought. Yeah. And we had and sort of a player drought. A shallow line. Like it's yeah. like the stuff that we've been through. It's a good story season. And that is why... Who would play you in the movie of this year's season? As podcaster Andy? Because, you know, they would use us as, like, you know, a, a, a oh, D-plot yeah. D D in a movie. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be like, you know, they would show all the great game footage, yeah. and then it would show you and I talking about yeah, it. Yeah, just like yeah. in uh, Major League. Right. We'd be Bob Euchre. And, absolutely. And we absolutely would. Who's playing you? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd? I like it. I like it. I'm saying Paul Rudd. Here's here's the thing, I would want for me to be played by Mark Ruffalo. Well, no, I uh, know. In- <laughs> instead, it would be badly bearded Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> like that's who's playing me. That's who's playing me. I'll- and if I gain eight more pounds, I'm not going to be able to keep anybody from casting Zach Galifianakis as no. me, and that will drive me even more nuts. Like, in my mind, I'm still Jason Sudeikis, and I realize that every, you know, third donut I eat makes me closer to being Zach Galifianakis. See, I would want Paul Rudd. Yeah. I would He's not tall enough to be I would get Frank Stallone. Oh. (laughs) So you would be played by the funniest man alive? No. 
Now you would be played by. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Oh, you're gonna hate me. Oh my god, you're gonna hate this. Oh, I don't even wanna know. Zach Braff! <laughs> it has nothing. Probably, to... though. Yeah, probably. You would, you would totally get played by Zach Braff. Zach Braff or um, Dave Franco. Dave the Franco. The lesser of I the would, Franco see, brothers. I think he's now the superior Franco. You think so? I do. I give him the nod over uh, James Franco, partially because of the personal life stuff. And partially because uh, I kind of like Dave Franco's movies better. I like generally Dave Franco. speaking. I like Dave Franco. Yeah, he's a too. little less assuming. Yeah, than he James is. Franco. He's got a thing. He's got a thing. All right, so that took a weird turn. That did. We, we, we went strange directions. The bottom line it's is a that great story. Is that it is a great story and it fills me with hope. Yeah. No, I'm very excited about how this season's going to end. Yeah. I'm I'm legitimately pumped about the last four weeks because we're guaranteed four more. Four more games, yeah. and uh, I'm hopeful that we're going to see eight more. So. Could you tell the team that? Could I honestly feel like if you broke down to the team yeah. and said, "Look, here's what's happened this year. Here's think of all the things that's happened this year. Here's why I think you're still going to win this game. Right. Bring me in, Coach Hack, Brad, Scott, Brad, Brad, come on, dude, John, and give the him, other Brad. Give him, come on, give him five minutes. Yeah. You can do that in five minutes, right? I, I could. Completely condense my speech of why they're awesome and are gonna win it again, dude. To five minutes. Five minutes. Give Brad. Give him five minutes. Some of those guys know me and don't hate me. They, you know, I could totally give that speech. Because I feel and like then go out and sing the national anthem while they're warming up. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like it would be more effective coming from you because they're getting, they're getting it from all the people they expect yeah, to get they, it from. They get five six hours of it a day from Coach Hackworth and brand new coach Danny Cruz, yeah. who I should have mentioned, and I apologize Welcome, for not mentioning Danny. earlier. Welcome. So yeah, they're getting it five hours a day from other sources. Right, but the sources that they expect to get it from. Yeah. So to have you come in and mm-hmm. really say, okay, but for real, what if this is the beginning of my career as a motivational speaker? I hope not. I hate motivational speakers, dude. Yeah, I just but hate if them. my speaker's fee was like, you know. Six digits? Come on. What do speakers make? It depends. Different speakers can demand different fees. And I'm saying if I could have a speaker's fee of like six digits, that'd be a great job. If you could be a motivational speaker only for the team. Yeah, only for things I completely believe in. No, not even, not even that. Like only for the team. Like my, I would be basically their hype man. Yeah. I would be the Flava Flav of New City. as long as you did it... Mm-hmm. Every season that you were the hype man, they won. The and cup, they tacked right? on another zero at the end. They won the cup. <laughs> Would you do it pro bono? No. Really? No. But no. if they were guaranteed to win the cup every well, season. Can I keep my other job? Well, yeah. Well, then, yeah, of course okay. I would. Are you saying, would I like to have access to the team, get to hang out, talk to them about how awesome they are, and then watch them win the turn, win the USL Cup every year? Would I do it? Of course. Okay, That's but what I'm trying to do now. Here's the caveat. <laughs> you don't have a left leg. Okay, no. Yeah, I'd totally do that. Would you really? Prosthetics are incredible now. Yeah, I mean. I'm they're, already married. They're basically me. <laughs> I like that that's the reasoning. I'm already married. What are you going to do? <laughs> she, she would stand by me and let me lean on her. What if you couldn't keep your other job? Well, then no. I'm not going to be homeless and motivationally speak to them to win the tournament. If they no. were guaranteed to win the tournament every year. No. No. I love this team. Love the team. 
I am not going to live under a bridge for them to win titles. But you're still married to Katie. Yeah, but and she would kick me out if I'm unemployed for the next 10 years. I think you could make the argument. 10 years? I think, I think you could make the No, argument. she would kick me out pretty quick. If I was like, if she was like, hey, maybe you should go get a job, and I said, I've got a job, she would kick me out. I think she would understand. I think she would 100% <laughs> not understand. Um... Again, way off the rails here. Okay. I do want to throw a special shout out to uh, David O'Connell. Well, yeah. Partially because he's awesome. Yeah. Partially because he hasn't been on the show in a surprisingly long time now. Oh. We got to bring him on here soon. He probably should have been our guest tonight. Well, no, he's playing in a game tonight. He's got a he's got a soccer game. Tonight oh yeah. That I could have played in. Chose to be here with you. Thank you. Hey, no problem. And then. Uh, but I want to throw a shout out to the David and Anna O'Connell for hosting the Beer Olympics this Saturday. Oh yeah! So we, uh, Andy and I, and about uh, twenty other like-minded individuals will be competing in a myriad of drinking games. Yeah. Uh, and it will be intense. That's gonna be so fun, though. It's always a good time. I'm glad we're doing it in the fall. Me too. It's been hot, hot. And it'll just be hot this week. Yeah. Instead of hot. hot. Instead of like. Terrifying. To the point where that 11th beer does not taste good. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, uh, thanks to them. And if you are interested in participating in the Beer Olympics, listeners, you can't. But next year. Next year. Next year, you need to start informing us that you want to participate earlier. And uh, we'll expand the field and maybe uh, go to an even larger venue. Because yeah. the Beer Olympics is special. And I'm aiming to move up from silver to gold. If you want to be a spectator. Depends on if we know you. Yeah. It'd be a little strange if we don't know you and you showed up at the O'Connell's to just watch us drink beers. But if we know you and you want to be a spectator. Come on by, drink yeah, some extra fun. beers. All right. That's it. That's, that's all I got. That's all I've got. It's been uh, it's been fun. This We've, was a good show. Was, I enjoy the shows. You like it when we go way off topic. I do. I do. And, that's, and there's nothing wrong with that because I enjoy it too. Yeah. And data proves that our audience enjoys it too. Yeah. But, uh... If you are part of the audience who didn't enjoy it, I apologize. We'll get a little more soccer-specific. But if you wanted soccer-specific, go back and listen to my interview with uh, Dr. Chopra. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's pretty darn soccer-specific. Yeah. So we're giving you a little from column A and a little from column B this week. This was a dessert. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Andy, what do we say at the end of every podcast? The same thing we always say. Go City! Go City!